to Alumni Conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook Live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by R.G. and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Laterno University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. Hi, and welcome to today's broadcast, or today's Alumni Conversation show. Sometimes it feels like a broadcast. Hey, I hope you're doing well. My name is Daniel Ostendorf, and I serve as the Director of Alumni Engagement here at Laterno University. And I have loved being in this role because I get the chance to interact with our over 25,000 alumni around the world. And so over the last week, I've spoken to dozens of our alumni who graduated last year, who have graduated this year, or are graduating this year as well as alumni from the 60s and 70s, and have had some great conversations, and it's been neat to hear how God has remained faithful both through the really easy times and the really difficult times. And so it's just a joy to get to know you all as our alumni and get to hear your stories and to engage with you, and, and in some ways and sometimes come alongside you to encourage you or to equip you or to provide things for you that we have resource-wise. And so I want to encourage you, feel free to reach out to our office if you've ever got questions or want to know more about Laterna or, hey, I'd really like a, a hard copy of that Last Now magazine. Is there any way I could get one? Absolutely. Just let us know. We're here to, to help you. We're here to keep you connected to one another, and we're here to keep you connected to the university um, that God brought you to and, and had as part of your story. So really glad um, today to be sharing another conversation with you that I had with David Eaton, one of our 2005 graduates. But before I do that, I wanted to show you the space I'm in. So over the last month, you've seen glimpses of it at different times. Our marketing and communications team has developed a video studio here that they use to produce all the videos that you see coming out of Laterno University. This is everything from interviews to tutorials for our students about how to use different resources to um, to spotlights and highlights and those sorts of things for the university. So I wanted to show you that because they're actually in the middle of a shoot right now and you can't actually see it on this camera. So I'm going to switch to a different camera and show that to you. So here you go. Um, I'm going to use my phone and we'll walk around. So I am tucked away here in a corner, um, but I'm actually in a studio that has been set up because right now our marketing team um, is getting ready to shoot another tutorial video for our online students. So, you know, one of the challenges with online is we can't sit down, they can't walk down to an office and say, hey, I'm having a hard time doing this. How do I do it? So what's going to happen here in this next week is we'll have part of our team here, our admissions team, sit down at this computer and they'll be filmed and they'll walk somebody through, hey, here's how you use this tool that's meant to make things easier for you. And so it's just a way that we continue to seek to serve our students in the best way we can. And so that's what's happening in this space is how do we use videos and creativity and digital design and audio to serve our students, to serve our community, and, and on my side, to serve our alumni. So I'm really thankful for the chance to use this space to connect with you all. Let me switch back to this camera um, to connect with you all. 
and have that time with you and, um, and be able to share with you. So a shout out to our marketing communications team for the incredible work they do and also for their generosity in sharing this space with us. Well, before we jump into a, what's a really tremendous conversation with David Eaton on ideas of restoration and relationships and resurrection and, and the challenges of being parents and how do we be intentional in our parenting, as well as some pretty fun stories from his time here, I wanted to share a couple of announcements with you. So let me pull those up for us real quick. So uh, we are in second season of Alumni Conversations, and if you missed our conversations in the fall, I encourage you to go check those out here on Facebook or on our podcast. Uh, so facebook.com slash LETU alumni or search for Laterno or LETU alumni conversations in your favorite podcast app. We've had some really encouraging conversations that have uh, gone across the spectrum from coffee to space to nursing to small business owners and how they're continuing to, to impact the world in really positive ways through the opportunities that God's given them. So I hope you'll check those out um, as you're able to. Well, let's jump over. We've got a really exciting opportunity coming up here next month. Dr. Tony Evans is actually gonna be on campus speaking in chapel and we're super excited to have him here. And in addition, one of the cool opportunities, you know how you have an idea, and then God says, well, hey, what if you took the idea and you did this? And God kind of blows it up in this awesome way. Well, the visit of Dr. Tony Evans is one of those. We wanted to have him come speak at homecoming. Unfortunately, that's gotten postponed till September. But one of the exciting things is it actually created a partnership with our city to launch the mayor's prayer breakfast. And so that morning, Dr. Tony Evans will be speaking to local our local community at a prayer breakfast from 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. And last I checked, those tickets were selling really fast. They'd opened up an extra 100 seats because they thought they could do that safely. So if you're interested, go to BelcherCenter.com and you can pick up a ticket for that. But he will be speaking in chapel then later that morning at 10.30, and we're super excited to have him here. Um, you can watch that online at the website, or there are a few spots they've opened up for people to come visit. So if you're in town or going to be in town, and you would like to attend that chapel in person, please reach out to our office, alumni at letu.edu, or give us a call at 903-233-3840, or just send us a message here on Facebook, and we'll try to get a, a ticket reserved for you if there's still some available for you to be able to join that in person. So we're really excited. We think God has used Dr. Evans over the, the shape of his career to speak truth and to bring people to Christ and to be speak winsomely and wisely into the world that we live. And so we're super excited to have him on campus doing that uh, with our community. Well, after that, uh, something else to remind you about. Around that same time, we've got two concerts. Again, they were originally scheduled to be part of Homecoming. So they're now standalone events, but our office is sponsoring them. And we're really excited for these two evenings. Sandy Patty first came to Letourneau in the 1980s, at the very beginning of her career. In fact, I just saw in a yearbook earlier this week that in 1982, she was the kind of capstone performance for Women's Week in that year. And so she's got a long history with us. And throughout the years and in her ups and downs and challenges of life, she's continually pulled us back to worshiping God and worshiping Christ. And I, I remember growing up listening to Sandy Patty songs in my home. And so I'm excited that she's going to be here. If you're around and available, we'd love to have you join us for that evening. There are some free tickets still available. Not free tickets. There are some discounted tickets still available with the alumni discount. So find out more about that at BelcherCenter.com. 
couple days later, We Are Messengers is going to be here on Saturday night, the 17th. And this is going to be such a blast. They are so much fun. I'm an Irish-American worship band, and it's going to be a night of celebration and worship together. And what we're really excited about is this is an opportunity for our alumni who have kids um, or, or a bit younger alumni to come and celebrate with us. Bring your teenager with you. Bring your college student with you. Worship together. Celebrate together. And just make a memory. So we hope you might take advantage of that. Again, Saturday, April 6th, 17th uh, in the Belcher Center at 7 p.m. There's still a few discount tickets available for that show as well. So again, head over to BelcherCenter.com to purchase those tickets. Well, next on the list, I want to introduce you to our Alumni Council. Now, this is pictures a few years old because of COVID and other challenges. Um, but we have this group of men and women, about 10 to 12, who are committed to how do they as alumni serve you all? How do they come and provide counsel and wise counsel to our office about how we can do that better? And really a bridge between you and us. And so we're so excited to have these ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen on campus next month for just a, a quick couple, 24 hours, really 24 hours together. And we're gonna sit down and strategically think about how can we love our alumni? How can we serve our alumni? And how can our alumni then in turn um, pour back into this university and make it even better uh, than it already is. So if you think about it, will you pray for us on Friday, April 16th and Saturday, April 17th, for those who are able to travel from their states and, and if their companies allow them and those who can are going to join us via Zoom and virtual conferencing, would you pray for our time together that God would grant us wisdom, that he would grant us unity of spirit, that he would give us ideas that would be his for how to reach out to you guys as our alumni and how to connect you with one another and serve you, and also how to bring you and connect you to the university. So we lift that, I encourage you and invite you to lift up that time and pray for us. We want it to be a really intentional and powerful time, and I know it will be. I can't wait to spend time with these men and women who God's granted so much wisdom and a love for this university too. Well, last thing to let you know, if you're watching this on Facebook now, you already know about this, but in case you're not or you came across the video some other way, I want to encourage you to head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash letu alumni, and click on the like button. That's going to let you get updates on our post. And, and what we try to do is keep an eye out on only not only stories that we come across that we think you'd be interested in, like these photos from the snow uh, week uh, about a month ago now, but also stories that are popping up elsewhere in social media. So whether it's from the School of Arts and Sciences or the School of Engineering or Aviation or the School um yeah, school uh, or the Laterno, the main Laterno page, trying to pull from those the things that we think you alumni would love to know about and be excited about. So if you'll click the like button on our Facebook page, you'll get notified of those updates, and we'd love for you to be able to see those stories, those celebrations, and those opportunities as well. So I hope you'll do that. Well, with that, I want to move into introducing our speaker today. Back in February, we had this exciting day of prayer event that was commemorating a day of prayer uh, 75 years ago, the very first day of prayer held for Laterno Technical Institute. And so 75 years later, on February 25th, 2021, we had two alumni join us as special speakers. Now, you heard from Rodney McFarland last time, two weeks ago on this show. Today, you're going to get to hear from David Eaton. And while he was here, I got to sit down with him for a half hour. And we talked through his experience here, what God's allowed him to do since, and just where he sees Access Ministries serving families. So that was a really exciting conversation, and I want to share that with you here shortly. But before I do, I wanted to share a quick video with you from Axis Ministries. This is David Eaton, our 2005 mechanical engineering graduate, sharing with you what Axis is all about and what it does. So let me go ahead and share that with you, and then we'll jump into the conversation. Jennifer is the mom of Monica, a 14-year-old. 
Jennifer feels the generation gap as her daughter spends most of her day on social media. They talk, but Jennifer feels like they never have any meaningful conversations. And when she tries to discuss sensitive issues, they usually end in an argument and with Monica shutting down. Landon knows that his son Chandler has been exposed to porn. It actually happened on the school bus on the way to a baseball game. Landon's not sure how to talk to him about it, and in desperation, is considering forcing him to use a flip phone. Today's preteens and teens are exposed to more outside influences than ever before. As a parent, you long to nurture the faith of your child and help them know how to be discerning about culture. If you're like nearly every other Christian parent, you just don't know where to start. We're Axis, and we can help. Axis is a 501c3 Christian nonprofit, and for the last 14 years, we've been engaging with teens, studying culture, and bringing a biblical worldview into the conversation that parents have with their kids. We make the hard conversations easy. We have the same heart as you to see your child become an adult who is confident in their Christian faith. With an Axis membership, you get a plan for how to start having meaningful conversations with your preteens and teens. Our library helps you feel confident about starting those conversations, and our dedicated team of researchers behind the scenes keeps you informed about the latest trends in culture. Each week, we make the Culture Translator, which is your free guide to teen culture. And when you become an Axis member, you get access to everything we've ever made. You can read our parent guides, which cover over 100 topics that every teen faces, or watch one of our videos called Conversation Kits, designed for you to experience with your teen for easy, non-awkward conversations on current topics. Listen to what April told us. When I found weed in my son's closet that he was hiding, I was overwhelmed. However, my time with Axis allowed me to take a step back and not act like a crazy mom. I was able to talk with my son with confidence instead of fear and begin to establish trust and healthy boundaries with him. With Axis in your corner, you can begin to feel hope, hope that your child's relationship to you and to Christ will strengthen and last a lifetime. Hey David, thanks so much for being here. Um, what fun it was to have you in chapel yesterday. Looking forward to having you in chapel tonight. Um, and just so good to have you back on campus. I'm really fascinated by your story, how you go from mechanical engineering to Axis Ministries, and now you've been there for, what, the better part of 16, 17 like years? 14 or 15. 14 or 15 years. Just look this up so, the other day, we like official articles of incorporation are like May 2007. Okay. So I don't want to do the math on camera, but it's right. whatever but that is. But something right around the 14, 15 year range. That's like the official like, <laughs> okay. And I'm guessing that when you, I mean, we'll get around to your story at Letourneau, but I'm guessing when you came to Letourneau, the thought was not, I'm going to get a mechanical engineering degree and then I'm going to go launch a ministry for the next 15 years. Correct. Was that part of the plan? No, it wasn't. No, okay. Gotcha. The plan was, the plan was bad. Yeah. The plan was bad. Uh... <laughs> The, yeah, the the plant the thing that was amazing about Laterno it provided me so many opportunities. Okay, with probably the different professors, different students, different opportunities, different okay. you know the board, the president, all that kind of cool stuff. Okay, and so I grew so much through that. But then I was trying to figure out like, hey, I wanted to do a degree that was challenging, mm. and I wanted to do a degree that had a guaranteed salary. Okay. Even if I'm not sure what I'm doing after college, it guarantees a job and a salary. Right. Okay. And so I was making a decision based on security, which mm. is not the worst thing to make a decision right. on. 
And then you just start kind of scratching around doing different internships along the way. And even the senior design project that I did was super proud of. You were legs, legs, right? And yeah. you actually went to Kenya with that project. I yeah. Think. Okay. It was, okay. It was ridiculous. Like yeah. people who, and I was the weak link on the team. Like everyone was way smarter than me. Huh. Uh, but it was, it was still great. Okay. And, um, you know, kids who weren't walking are now walking. That's a pretty cool thing not to be walking, part of. Walking, like, not walking, walking. Like that's a pretty awesome yeah. thing to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, okay. that's really fun. So I, yeah. when I graduated, I just considered maybe I should do that. Okay. And so I looked in some of those different programs, okay. and then also I ran into a guy, and uh, he cast vision for this Axis thing, mm-hmm. and he and I, you know, kind of linked arms and said, "Let's okay. go, let's go take it on." So you were the, in, that's your co-founder, right? You guys together, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's pause there. We'll come back to that story, but let's go back and kind of work our way towards that story. How did you end up at Letourneau? Like, what was your connection to us? How did you find out about this small school in East Texas? Yeah, I, so I'll, uh, yeah, I think I heard a radio ad as a kid. Okay, right, it's one of those things where like, I don't really have a clear memory of how I figured it out, but somehow I found out about it. Yeah, so it was like okay. this weird, like, name Okay. Yep. as a kid, and I was mm-hmm. probably talking about MB program, MBA programs in Dallas. Because right. that was our, our kind of era where we were pushing online, we were doing a lot of adult learning, we were starting graduate work, okay. And then I started looking. Uh, I started looking for like I wanted to go to a Christian school because okay. I'd always gone to like like public schools, and I just want to learn Bible. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't homeschooled. I wasn't. Okay. I was just a public school, so I just wanted to have like some Bible stuff because right. more than just a Sunday school. That would be fun. Yeah. And okay. that'd be so just <laughs> great to learn that. Yeah. Uh, and that's always inspired me. But mm. same time, it's like I don't really want to be a pastor or. Okay. And then I started looking for like Christian engineering schools, and that narrows it down pretty quick. And yeah. I was at another school. Okay. I was I was touring John Brown. Yes, that's where I went actually. Went school, yeah, right? that's my own water. Yep. And at that time, I went. The engineering professor dean, he sent his kid to Laterno. Oh wow! So that was like, oh, oh. well, if you're gonna like not you know yeah. eat the food you're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> when in reality, his son's probably like, Dad, I, I like this stuff, but I just don't want to be around you. Yeah, like, right. I need some distance from you, Dad. <laughs> but it did give you that pause like, well, maybe I should check that school out if that's where your son wanted to go. Like, what is it about that program? And I came yeah. and I saw it was, okay. I don't know, it seemed right. Okay. So here I was. So you want to learn Bible. You narrowed it down to Christian schools. Um, but then you end up with a mechanical engineering degree. Because why? I was good at science. Okay. That okay. Was, I mean, like, it was... Uh, I love questions that have answers. Hmm. And, okay. And that was a, so I, 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 I know we're on film right now. Hi, camera. <laughs> the, <laughs> it was just one of those things that it seemed like a really interesting thing. You can harness hmm. the raw materials of this world and make yeah. something great. Something and this amazing. is the place to figure hmm. it out. And like, you know, I, I did pretty good in high school, but, you know, I gravitated towards some of the math and science. Okay. And I think as I, progressed at Letourneau, did the work, busted my butt, then, you know, I had a one English class, or I had a couple of these Bible classes, and I'm like, ah, you don't always get answers to right. some of these questions, Yeah, but these questions make life worth living. Hmm. And so that kind hmm. of brought some, and then, you know, starting AXIS, I mean, it even has an engineering title. We help parents and their teenagers communicate and understand each other. Hmm. That's our specialty. We call okay. it culture translation. Right. So yep. if C.S. Lewis and MTV, if they make a baby, they name their <laughs> baby AXIS, they access, right? That. That, that line works. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, bringing that systems thinking to, yep. it, to it, bringing yep. the, I, I, well, Turner was the first time where I just couldn't get the job done. 
Okay. For like okay. classes, just like so hard. Just so many more slogs. Like you just barely scrape across the finish line. Yeah, I, well, I had to have a team. Okay. okay. I had right. to work with other people. Okay. Like, I, I got to get people around me who are smarter than me to yeah. help me get through this class. Otherwise, I'm nose diving. Yeah, we're the geniuses. Okay. Right. Let me find the geniuses. Okay. Let me um, let me laud their magnanimity <laughs> or whatever, and then help me. Right. Give I need me your some help, help okay. because like I can't make it. Mm. And you know, every now and then I contributed. I probably right. contributed twenty percent of the time. Awesome. The other eighty percent, they were helping, and and that was good. I mean, that's when you right. show you show up. Right. But that's what you kind of want. Yeah. On some well, what I, what I love about that actually is you pretty quickly learned a lesson most of us maybe don't learn as early in life as we should. That I you need other people to do excellent work. Right. You know, it's not. And, and you know, I would say this is still one of my weaknesses. I'm not great about letting people help me and relying on their strengths. But you learn that pretty quickly, kind of out of necessity. I'm still learning. <laughs> Fair enough. It's hard to delegate. It is, isn't it? But it's it's a different, you have to have a different yeah. mindset. And it's mm. easy to delegate mm. when someone's better at it than you. Yeah, it's true. And they're like yeah. a great person to work with. And it's like, oh, yeah. wow. Hey, I know if I hand this to you, it's going to be better than I could ever do. Right. And that's so how you like, with it. That's nice. That's an awesome way. A little embarrassing sometimes, but it's not really because you just get so proud. Right. When you see uh, the glory of God through someone else's creativity and effort. Excellent. Yeah. And you're like, and I get to be on that person's team. This Mm -hmm. is nice. Sign me up. Yeah. Now I'm with you. I mean, we're we're right now kind of in this marketing space. And over the last few years, the team they've brought on here and the work they do is incredible. And it is. It's just fun to see them do excellent work that's just mind blowing. Okay. So, Backing up into, so one of the things I think is really unique, David, that you do, you, you kind of, you know, you, you'll mention, ah, I wasn't the greatest engineer. I love thinking about the Bible. And what I think you've actually done, at least what I saw in chapel yesterday, was your ability to take kind of engineering thinking. Let's have a problem. Let's figure out a solution to the extent that we can. Let's give you answers that are helpful and substantive, even though recognizing that a lot of these questions are big questions and we don't have all the answers or we don't have them clearly delineated. But what do we know and how can we help? Would that be fair to say that you kind of see those two blending together as you work with ministry? I, I think that's very accurate. Okay. Okay. And I love that. So let's, um, well, I want to come back to your Latrona stories, but let's, let's move ahead because we're already there. Um, what is the most rewarding thing about Access Ministries and what is the hardest thing about working with Access and doing this, this sort of, this objective you guys are trying to do and translate culture? Ah, uh, the, the most rewarding thing is when uh, a parent or a kid tells you they report a win Hmm. they've had they've gone from this it's uh it's transformation Uh, you know the word that i've mentioned recently is resurrection Hmm. when you see that there is like a death of a relationship Hmm. and maybe it's because a parent is squeezing too tight or maybe it's because a parent is retreating or maybe it's because a a kid feels so much shame that they're not valuable and there's just that they're just missing each other yeah. And when you can invite the gospel between that, hmm. and then suddenly there's this moment of like, oh, the family is larger than the sum of its parts, hmm. and like we're connecting, and, yeah. and people start experiencing life to the full. Yeah, I mean that's right. just like so awesome. Yeah, and, absolutely. And sometimes that happens when a mom decides to ask her 14 year old daughter about pornography, hmm. and the daughter decides to like test her mom and see mom, if the mom can handle this for me to have this conversation because i feel yeah. trapped right now and so there'll be certain situations yeah. like that of just like oh i love this this, this is so is... awesome hmm. yeah no i even think about the the relationships in my own life my family and the families i'm a part of 
and seeing that where a kid shuts down or a parent just out of a deep, deep love for their kids tries to hold on too tight or tries to fix things and they end up blowing up the bridge between them and to see that bridge rebuilt, even if in small pieces over time, to say, hey, trust is being rebuilt, understanding is being rebuilt. We have a relationship again that's not about performance, which is pretty huge. Okay, so that's the most rewarding thing. What's the hardest thing about what you do with Access? Oh, the hardest thing is it's a it's a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. and growing that is hard. Yeah, there's personnel right. challenges. There's legal challenges. There's yeah, and uh, there's just getting the right technology expertise on board and right. just bringing all that together can be, yeah. it's fun though. Like I like okay. to do hard things. It's kind of a problem solving. It's, it's yeah, a hard it's, thing oh and gosh. it's problem solving. And how am I gonna tackle this hard problem? Okay. And, and, mm. and yeah, I don't like following rules. Okay, give me a box. I'm gonna try to work outside that box just for the heck of it. Well, right, it's gotta be like, it's, I, I like rules. Okay that are not fake rules. Like there are certain real rules of life that are just so true, but there's other ones where it's like, no, like what if we could do this and mm-hmm. everyone else has done it this way before and let's see if we could do it and, and that's what's also rewarding about like whenever I get to speak to college students or high school students is how can I surprise and delight them? Huh. How, yeah. how, how can this can, not be the typical presentation that they're used to? Right, how can it be entertaining and enlightening yeah. and mm-hmm. You know, put a little rock in their shoe, and, uh-huh. and maybe they'll. So I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that happened. Okay, is in chapel. I've never asked the question of who is your enemy before, mm. and I'm still kind of, you know, moving that around in my mind. And of course, Jesus says, you know, love your enemy, pray for those who persecute you. Right. And and I think that we almost want to say that we either have like some hardcore enemies. I think people would say that, or I would say, oh, look at they're so different than me or whatever, I can't believe they would do something so right. evil or right. us versus right. them. Yep. But usually most of the interactions is like when we've, are kind of closer. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was thinking going into it. Clearly yeah. I've got like, I'm, you know, just working. There's just so many circles that I'm in. There's there's some friction here or there. Mm-hmm. And how do you, mm-hmm. how do you have like reconciliation and resurrection in those areas? Yeah. But anyways, I was talking, mm-hmm. a student came up to me afterwards. He said, hey David, you know that question you asked about who's your enemy? I was like, yeah, well, what about it? It's like, well, we were talking about it on the way to the cafeteria. They still call it Saga here? Yep, well, some of the older students do, and definitely the alumni who are on faculty and staff do. Okay. So, I, it might be time for that name to die. <laughs> it might be, it might be, it's true. <laughs> so he, he said, well, I was talking to my friends on the way over here, and who's my enemy? And we were answering it. Mm-hmm. He, said, he said, you know who our enemy is? And I said, uh, no. He said, our enemy is ourselves. Hmm. We are our own enemy, hmm. and hmm. you hear that, you know, like, I always love a great twist. I love yeah. a great prestige. I love a great, like, reveal. I love yeah. a great, whoa, well, I didn't see that like coming. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah it's uh-huh. like, uh, and then, and I already thought the question was interesting enough to get people yeah. churning on it. Yep, yep. And just so turns out that I had no clue the answer would be that. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and hmm. you think about that as... Yeah, that's. I think we are our own enemy many times. You know, I love that actually, just because you wrestle with culture, and I'm my background's history and political science, and so looking at a world in the last six months where I feel like we have made each other the enemy, to have a Letourneau student and a group of students really kind of sit down and say, you know what, 
I am my own worst enemy in many ways. I don't know, I just, I, 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 that feels outside the box from what our culture kind of functions in and refreshing and also maybe the gospel is actually penetrating a bit to where it's like, yeah, you're right. Sin in me is probably my worst enemy, more so than the guy across the aisle or the, the kid down the, class, the, the hallway or my doormate who drives me crazy. Like, you know, but that's where we could go. And instead our students are going towards, actually, my sin is probably my own worst enemy. It's pretty honest. Yeah. Kind of like a, it's like, okay, you're on your way. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're not too worried about you now because yeah. you get it. That's awesome. Okay. So those are the most rewarding and the most challenging things. Um, well, let's circle back around to Letourneau because you have some super fun stories. You served as student body president. You were on legs. You were a floor chaplain. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I missed in the mix there. I just did uh, stuff, man. You did a lot of stuff. So let's talk about your time here. What do you remember? Because um, I think one of the things I, I catch from alumni all the time is it's actually stuff outside the classroom that they tend to remember. So what are your outside the classroom experiences that, that stuck with you over 15 years? Oh, I just never played video games. Okay. And, and then I did a lot of homework. <laughs> and so when there was free time, we just did dumb adventures. Yeah, just had fun with so, it. So, and you know, like sleeping outside, going on road trips, sleeping on the roof of some of the buildings. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, so yesterday you talked about having dinner on some of the roof of the buildings, but you actually slept on the roof of some of the buildings? Yeah. So which ones? MSC. Oh, was that the and like the, the building to conquer while you were here? Was the nursing yeah. building? I mean, it looks, right oh, is that the nursing It's nursing building? now, sorry, but it was, you're right. It was the student center when you it's were here. It's a weird, yeah, it was kind of a weird building back then. Right. I mean, it was cool, but it was, there was a museum and the, the ceilings were really high and it was kind yeah. of like, what is this awkward? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of, uh, you're, you're in East Texas. Yeah. You in South Longview. Right. So hmm. the world is your oyster. <laughs> you got to go make, you know, you can't wait for the fun to come to you. That's, That's true. Sure. You really got to go. Yep. Uh, I went on a road trip one time okay. with my friend Daniel and I think we were in Arkansas and we were getting some supplies at Walmart. Okay. okay. And at the back of, in the Walmart parking lot, okay. there was a van and it had a cardboard sign and it said free puppies. Sounds kind of shady, I'm gonna be and honest. So, yeah, I know, van, like, so it's like, <laughs> hey, I was like, hey man, like we're on a road trip and they got some free puppies over there. And I'm like, what's a road trip without a puppy? I mean, we need a puppy. So I just went over there and picked up a puppy. Did you really? just took it on a road trip. Oh, my goodness. And it just pooped on everything. <laughs> I'm sure it did. And you fed it whatever you were eating, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. It ate a bunch of hot dogs. Oh and gosh. it was like, a, oh it was struggling. Goodness. It's okay. poor little gastrointestinal Aww. system. And we got back and, you know, kept it on campus for a couple of days. Oh, did you really? Okay. And, and then we found a, a home for an owner. Okay. Someone who was looking for, for a free puppy. puppy. Oh, there you go. Oh, my goodness. So that would just be like, yeah. I, you know, I remember the good parts of that. It's a great story, but yeah, the dog pooped on everything. So it's like, that was disgusting. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah you got to watch where you're stepping, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But it was, it was, a, it was a good time. I, yeah. I always loved chapel. Okay, really? Okay, good. So that's encouraging Haters to hear. Haters are going to hate. Yeah, chapel is not everybody's favorite cup of tea. So what was it about chapel that you loved when you think back on chapel? I love that the community had something to talk about. Hmm. Something That's a cool to, idea. it was kind of a common theme. Yeah. You know, I'm in the same classroom with the same 30, you know, yeah. engineers, and we're all like, Meh. we're like little robots in there working all the time. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to be like, oh, there's there's more to this life than and just equations. my dynamics equations yeah. are worse. Yeah. And okay. so that, that was fun huh. to have some of that variety. Uh, and, and then, mm. you know, I like great ideas. Yeah. And look, uh, this is, there's a there's a pastor. I don't know how to say this nicely. 
there's a guest speaker that comes to our church every now and then okay. that I go to. Okay. And every sermon, you are guaranteed to be offended by something that he says that's legitimately offensive. Like okay. he shouldn't okay. have said it. Okay. But then you're also guaranteed for him to say something like really insightful or and interesting or, or not helpful. Okay, not helpful. <laughs> but just like a big idea. Okay, okay. And and it's like, okay, huh. like I'll make that trade. Yeah. You know, I'll uh I'll I'll absorb something offensive in order to get like a something that uh, a little rock in my shoe. Yeah, something that I can think about for a while. And, yeah. But it doesn't work for everybody oh. and I understand and he probably shouldn't do that stuff, but you know, I'm just like, hey, yeah. This is the price I am willing to pay hey, for a great idea. For someone to stimulate me. <laughs> right. Me to think through things that are worth thinking about. Right. Huh. That's awesome. So, okay, two things strike me, David, and just sort of your, the way you see the world and the way you engage with it. Restoration and resurrection resonate with me. Like, it feels like you, this idea of resurrection in some ways is about restoring relationships, restoring people. And then relationships, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's not, I don't want to rebuild this building, but man, I'd love to rebuild that relationship or mm-hmm. see this person. So that strikes me as something that is kind of your thing. And then, shoot, there was one other thing I had in there and I lost it. Um, I'm sure it wasn't important. Oh, no, I mean, it was the chapel idea. The, the idea of a common conversation. Yeah. So it seems to me that what Axis is doing is saying, hey, your kids are already talking about this. Oh, that's interesting. Let's yeah. give you some language to engage that conversation so there's something in common. Nice job, Daniel. Oh, well. Nice thanks. job, Dr. O. <laughs> Dr. Well, but what, I, what I love about it is I've never heard somebody say that about chapel on campus, but you're absolutely right. Where else on campus are students getting some of the same material to dialogue on? Because otherwise, you spend 90% of your time in different classes. Yeah. yeah, you might take a similar English class over the course of three or four years that you all have, but it's still going to be different because of professor. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was super helpful for me, but also for our community and thinking through, what's the value of chapel? Well, the value of chapel is it gives you a common conversation to engage each other in, and I love that. Hmm. Okay, so let's let's transition our last little bit. Um, if you had to think through where God's put you, you're a problem solver, you're looking at the world, you want to restore relationships, what are the things that you're worried about when it comes to kind of culture, Christianity, the church? What are the things that you're keeping your eye on and saying, I want to watch that because I'm not sure where that's headed? Or that's a problem and I'm not sure the solution, but we got to figure it out. It's okay. I'm okay with the, the silence of this because it's worth thinking about. Oh, I, I mean, there's just a lot of problems. Mm. There are so many problems. Oh, okay. Let's let let me reframe your question okay. to me. Do it. I think when we encounter a problem, we're encountering encountering part of the story of God. That's the curse, the okay. fall. Okay. Even the word. The falls not in the Bible, and this this um, this breaking down. Okay. And so, for example, you can see that the smartphone is causing a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. It is to the you know what the cigarette is to the lung, the smartphone is to the brain. There's so much like anxiety, mental health challenges that happen. There's yeah. a there's an attention economy that comes from it. And so, does that mean that because there is that problem that we should get rid? Cell phones. Of the phone. Right. And it, and the answer is no. Hmm. And maybe even the genie's out of the bottle. And so then we have to start saying, okay, we're already at step two. Let's go back to step one. Hmm. Let's celebrate what is awesome about this. Okay. Okay. So what's awesome about the phone is like, hey, I can like talk to my mom. I can 
FaceTime my grandmother. I can keep in touch with my wife and keep in touch with my eternal buddies. I can, there's some things that are just really funny on there. There's a great <laughs> way to like, I'm sure some people will watch this on their phone. There's like right. so many things that are, that are awesome. Yeah, that 10, 20 years ago, it wasn't an option. Right. You were writing letters to it each other. It was witchcraft. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. if you showed up, you might be killed <laughs> what is wrong because with of you? like this like, person has like magical abilities. Powers. Like uh -huh. you can do all this stuff. Okay. Uh, so then you get the bad thing and mm. then there brings into that do you have a redemptive imagination? Hmm. Do you have imagination that can say, what can be resurrected here? What can be yeah. brought to, it seems like there's something dead hmm. or there's something, it sure smells like something's decaying, yeah. right? And right. so is there an opportunity here to, uh. so, uh, so I think technology represents some, uh, I just see a lot of pain through technology. It's usually the first step that enters into the splintering of like different, uh, different challenges. Okay. Uh, I see there's always family stuff because we get to work in the family space. Okay. But I just, there's so much um, latent potential that's mm -hmm. untapped. And like how the Holy Spirit can move in a family is very cool. Yeah. It's actually unbelievable. And it's one of those things that we even access don't. Sorry for touching the microphone there. Because you guys like the way that sounds when I do that? You're going to hate it later. Uh, uh, so I just forgot it was there. Uh, when you help a fan, like, it, we don't always see it even in Axis. Yeah. But you'll see it every now and then when, when the family is invited to solve a challenge together. Hmm. And they submit themselves to God first through it. Hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, wow. my kid doesn't have a junior Holy Spirit. Like we've we've got this brotherhood and sisterhood of Christ. I'm not the father wow. right now. Yeah, God is our father. That's huh. well, a that's a, a paradigm shift for a lot of people in a really awesome way. Well, it's just hard to get there. It's yeah. hard for me to get there. Mm. It's hard for mm. anyone. Yeah, because I think we have to overcome our own shame through the process or something. There's just yeah. some. There's a lot of landmines there. Yep. Yeah. And then identity will be the question. It's mm. it's already the lens of everything. It used right. to be like I think. The Laterno era I was in, it was it's kind of the era talking about truth. Okay. Yeah. It was the like the the heyday of the apologist, right? It right. Was the Sean, Josh McDowell's. The, it was starting yeah. to not taper. Okay. Right. It okay. was it was starting to transition into narrative, mm -hmm. and then that transitioned into probably questions of identity. Okay. And so this brings up sexuality and gender, and what does it mean yeah. to be male and female, and what does it mean to be human, and what does it mean to be a family, and what does it mean to have kids, and where do kids come from, and just like. Mm -hmm. uh, all the stuff that seems, um, it's just so foundational to the success of a civilization mm -hmm. is a mother and father raising a child. child. Right. It's like the, mm -hmm. if you try to outsource that to the government, it's going to cost them six to seven times more mm -hmm. than, a, than you than laying, your, laying your life down for your kids mm -hmm. and, and your spouse. Yeah. So those are, those are some of my... So yeah, smartphones, yeah. identity, yeah. That, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, what that makes me think of is, is yeah, maybe outsource it to um, the government, but also I think there's a danger of outsourcing it to the church and expecting youth group or oh, they Sunday school to form our kids, and they can't. And you know, back to your idea of like families working together and coming to tackle a problem together. You know, I think back in the day where a family would work on a farm, well, every day you were tackling problems together. But honestly, if I think through my life right now, I'm gone to work eight hours a day. I get home. Maybe the biggest problem we tackle is how are we all going to eat without yelling at each other? How are we going to bathe into bed without driving each other crazy? Like the problems we're tackling are 
at the worst time of our day when we're the most tired. They're not the significant issues. So I, I love this challenge that you laid down of, man, are we thinking deeply about the things that are important? And then are we addressing those things together? And that's an opportunity for us to work together. Well, I'll tell you, that's been a stressor for the last month. Hmm. Or at least not a stressor, it's been a stressor for the last five years for us. But it's been a conversation last month. Hmm. And we found an answer for us, at least for now. You did? Okay. So all the young families out here, here's an answer. <laughs> here's a, okay. It's working for us for now. Okay. Maybe it won't. But so no one's going to be nice until they eat. And so that's not going to get out of the way. So we have to, so once we all eat, then what we'd do is we'd kind of play. Uh. And then bedtime would be like getting our kids to get ready for bed has been awful. Yeah. Awful. Right. It's like they, dragging them. Yeah. So what we do is we finish eating, okay. then I make them get ready for bed. Okay. Okay. So, and they've at least been more, more compliant than okay. right then. So they brush the teeth, go to the bathroom. They're in their PJs. On. Yep. And then we have an hour. To do stuff. To play, to read, to be silly, to tickle each other, to whatever. Just, any, just anything that's uh, kind of fun. Yeah. And so that's that's work for us for now. And, mm -hmm. you know, Lindsay and I are talking about spiritual formation. And we're like, yeah. we're not doing anything. Yeah. Like, or we're not doing, we're feeling, we're feeling guilty. We're not being like, okay, Kent, it's 705. We're going to go, like, read the Psalms together. Right. Why don't you memorize, you know, James for me? Why yep, don't you? Yep, like, yep, still yep. not going to do that, but, like, yeah. She is reading Anna Green Gables to them right now, and okay. I think that is spiritual there's, formation. There's quite a bit in there, isn't there? So, yep. so there's some there's oh, some good, good things there, yeah. and yeah, it's it's figuring out. But for us, we just couldn't get past the chaos of the yep. other version. Yeah, it's working for now. Yeah, no, that's good advice, and I think that idea that relationship there was important in the task, and that's where my wife's so good for me. She's like, Daniel, just play. Like that's what the kids need from from you right now, not dad who's perfecting their behavior. So, no, it's a good word. It's a good word. Well, we've got a couple of minutes left before we wrap up. Um, if you had to tell this generation of college students one thing that you either, that you learned from being here or looking back, you're like, man, I wish somebody had told me Yeah, this. take a business class. Take a business class. Take a good okay. one. Okay. I'm sure there's a lot of terrible business cl classes. Sure, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of average business classes here. I'm sure I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're all wonderful, but there's okay. gotta be one hmm. that helps you just like understand entrepreneurship, hmm. how money is made, how basic businesses are put together. Because I think we need to stop following our, well, we need to follow our hearts on some, if our heart had been redeemed by God, but we still have to make value. Right. And God has given us the ability to make more value than we consume. Okay. And it's so possible, but if you just think you're gonna ride out of here and get a job, and what if you do something you don't like and you're just stuck doing that? Like that, That's a you know, you want to wake to up in the morning and, and love your job. It's not a guarantee. Right. And so even like whenever I come to speak at Laterno, I just want them to hear like, hey, figure out what you're good at, figure out what you enjoy and figure out what makes money. And if you can get all three of those down, you're going to be in like at least a decent That's spot. That's a decent place to start to then say. That's not even redemptive, by the way. Right. It's not even <laughs> good for the world. It's just right? like. At that point, it's just a practical, hey, get somewhere there. Then you have the freedom to look at some other options. And that's, I think it's how, mm. how money, how wealth is created. Okay. So yep. even compound interest, which is saving a little bit, spending less than you make. I just think some of these basic building blocks. Yep is and then just how businesses are structured in the united states of america yeah and how that that stuff lays out because you can come out of here really ideal yeah or like i've got a degree now i'm going to go try to get a job for someone um and then all of a sudden you're like i'm making that person rich or right, right. so and even yeah. in a nonprofit, like no one's making money right but we're so we're, we're providing for our it. family yeah. and it's, it's working out 
Um, but we still have to create value. Mm-hmm. You know, and no one, yeah. just because you think you have a good idea doesn't mean anyone owes you mm-hmm. to help you make that idea happen. Yeah. And there's that, that some of that entrepreneurial grit that I always love to see in the university whenever it shows up. Yep. Uh, It's good practical advice. Well, what a great conversation with David Eaton. Um, What I love there is David's this unique blend, and I think we see this actually quite a bit in our alumni, this blend of practical and idealistic. Lord, I want you to do awesome things. I want you to restore relationships between parents and their teens. I want you to um, build bridges between them so they can actually engage one another in important conversations and and parents that you are a huge part of discipleship. But also, there's just some really practical advice that he would have appreciated as he's now leading a nonprofit about business and how that works and how investments work and all of that. So I love that. And I, I hope that if you caught bits and pieces of that interview, you go back and listen to it. I think there's so much there. I, I love what David had to say about the role of chapel and how he saw chapel really being this common foundation for conversation across campus. And I think to this day, it's the one thing we all partake and participate in. And so I, I think it's a huge value there of us having a conversation together. But what it's gotten me thinking about as your alumni director is, what are some ways in which I can help create some common conversations for you as our alumni? Now you can come back and talk around your experiences and those are huge, you'll be amazed at how those overlap over the decades. But how can I also equip you all to have some conversations that are meaningful and impactful as you seek to make a difference for Christ in the world? Well, sure enjoyed sitting down with David. I really appreciate his time here on campus and his willingness to sit down with me for that conversation. If you're a parent and you're, I have kids, my oldest is eight, but we're quickly heading into the teen years. If you're looking for a resource, I wanna encourage you to check out access.org. I'm gonna put that up here. Um, go ahead and check out access.org. This is the ministry that David Eaton co-founded. And again, their heart is to help you bridge the gap between your generation and your kids' generation especially when it comes to engaging conversations around culture with a Christ, with a, with a framework of Christ. Where does Christ intersect in, in TV and Hollywood and music and games and all of that? And so that's their heart is to equip you to have com- meaningful conversations with your par- with your kids around Christ, our Savior, and what they're experiencing, what they're engaging with at school. So I encourage you to check them out and check out their free resources. Well, lastly, I want to leave you with a reminder that we are in our 75th anniversary year, and this is such an exciting year to celebrate God's faithfulness over the last 75 years and at the at, 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 and begin to look forward, sorry, to the next 75. And what might God do in the next 75 is we faithfully and obediently follow Him and trust Him to do great things if we will make much of Him. So I am so thankful to work at a place that desires to make much of God and much of Christ and desires to invite students in to being his hands and feet in this world in some awesome ways. So let me leave you with that blessing. May you continue to be God's hands and feet in your workplaces, in your churches, and in your community, and in your families, knowing that whether or not you are using your major in specific ways today, God is using you in the life he's given you and the stories he's given you to make a difference if you will submit to him and follow him faithfully and obediently. Well, I hope you're doing that. If there's any way we can encourage you or connect you with one another or with the university, please don't hesitate to reach out to our office. So for now, have a great week, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks back here on Alumni Live. Take care. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by Laterno University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. 
Find out more by visiting www.letu.edu forward slash alumni. Thank you.